Seven Days to Play. Welcome to Seven Days to Play, your weekly mobile game review program. I'm your underlord, Sam. And I'm your overlord, Edwin. Each week we challenge one another to play a new mobile game, and this week it was my turn and I chose Dota Underpants. <laughs> Never thought to be funny. Dota Underlords. Some nice underpants. What do you think Dota Underpants smell like? Probably a little musty, little sweaty. You have to <laughs> yeah. play like 500 rounds of this, uh, of battling seemingly every game. So Edwin, you have brought yourself into the new world of gaming oh, that is known as auto chess. Yeah, this is a word I've learned over the last seven days. Mm-hmm. Is it because it's kind of like a chessboard? You kind of set up strategically with different uh, characters and players with different abilities, but actually the actual playing of the game, the battle, is kind of done for you and you have no choice. Yeah, I think that's the auto part. Yeah. The chess part, I guess, is because it's on a grid, but everything other than that, I feel like it makes absolutely no sense to me. Auto checkers doesn't have quite the same name to it. (laughs) Right. Quite the same ring. Dota Auto Checkers. So I told the brief history mm. of Auto Chess in the previous episode, but really quickly, once again, this is a mod that was created for the Dota 2 game on Steam. It got super popular. So do- what is Dota 2 unmodded? That's The Dota 2 unmodded is more like you control one character, but it's a lot of micromanaging of that character. So you're guiding it along a path with your team and you're trying to take down the other team's base. Oh, okay. It's like League of Legends is based on this game. Uh, Yeah, so there are lots of games that are based on Dota. Dota 2 is the latest version from Steam. They made it where you can create all these mods for it and someone and I think three people in China who have like doctorates in like math or something like that. And fun. And fun. Oh, maybe not fun. <laughs> maybe not shall, fun. As we shall discuss. <laughs> they created a mod called Auto Chess. Uh, it got really, really popular, but it was really rough around the edges. You know, even though it was buggy, people found fun in it and it got really popular. And so... Tons of game companies are now making their own versions of auto chess. Oh, interesting. So sort of a little bit like how PUBG came out of like a modded game. Exactly. And people were like, oh, this is kind of a bit rough and janky, but it's really fun. It's really fun. And I can see the value in it. Let's get some real engineers to make this game a real game. And right, so then the game companies just steal the idea and make it for themselves and that becomes popular. And then pat themselves on the back. Yeah. So that's how Dota Underpants came about. It is their version of Dota Auto Chess. And I'm still confused <laughs> as, to, <laughs> as to why it's fun. But we'll get into that because we had to play this for... We had to attempt to play this for the past seven days. How do we start this? Um, I mean, I felt like that with this game. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Does the name Auto Chess make sense? I mean, you, you just explained that it's kind of like a grid. Yeah. No, it doesn't make any sense. Right, because for me, chess would be like, you know what each character or like what each piece does. Yeah, which I guess you do. Oh, well, with some extensive background research, you can find out what each character does. Right, but there are like 700 characters. Mm. Right. (laughs) The benefit of chess is that there are roughly, what, eight type of pieces and... They all roughly behave the same way. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I guess, how do you summarize the game as well? So you start off, you look at a chessboard. It's an eight by eight grid. 
Yeah. And then the point of the game is that you start plopping down characters that you buy with gold. Each character has a different ability. It also has some some type of skill. Um, They can also level up, but mainly... They, they break down into like, you know, is this a melee character? Is this a tank character? Is this a spellcaster? Is this a flying character? Is this a character that moves around? And these are all not explained clearly, but they are explained by icons, which then you have to look up in this Wikipedia inside <laughs> the game. Uh, but yeah, so you get familiar with those characters and you plop them down into the chessboard. And when the round starts, you have, I guess different type of rounds which was totally uh unexplained to me mm-hmm. so there's right. a round where you fight minions uh to get money there's a round where you fight stuff to get gold and, and money same thing yes. there's a round to get xp and then there's a round where you're technically fighting other players yes so i think the the rounds are all structured in the same way so every every game every well what, how do we do how should we define the terminology every set of games you play well no it's called, it's called a game yeah. so a game has many rounds right all the rounds are in the same order each time so the first one is a loot round where you it's a largely simple game where you are going to win and you get gold and then for that next match sorry for that next round you can then up level some characters or buy new characters with that gold right then you get three or four against an opponent, different opponents, and then you get another loot round. So I think, yeah, there is these sort of structures of like, oh, this is a loot round. This right. is like a uh, versus another player round. Um, and, and we should explain that each round, all you do is you watch your character fight other little characters on the on this chessboard. It's quite cute. It is cute. It's I think that's interesting. Yeah. But you have very little control over what they actually do during that round. And you just have to sort of, you know, hope for the best that you've made the right decisions for that round. And I guess yeah. that's where the auto part and auto chess comes into play. Yeah. Is that you've set these pieces in the right locations or hopefully in the right locations. And then you let it go. They fight these little other chess pieces on the other side of the board. And if you win, you proceed to the next round. Well, you always proceed to the next round. Oh, right. Yeah. Uh, if you lose, you lose health. Mm. You get 100 health to start. Once I get to zero, then you then game over for you. That is the other aspect is like your representation on the board is that you're like this little icon on the top left corner known as the player. And you have a set amount of health and also a starting level. And I think the point of this is also that you can level up your player with more gold with more gold right and then the amount of health you lose is dependent on how many of the opponent's players are left on the board or opponent's characters are left on the board one interesting part of the game is that the amount of gold you get isn't just based on winning it actually is based on a streak so often if you lose a game one tactic is to try and make sure to lose the next game but leaving just one of your opponent's uh, pieces on the board. Mm. So you lose sort of one health, but because gold is also the amount of gold you get at the end of each round is based on the streak. Uh, You can be tactical and get more gold, which means you can up level your players more if you are to lose a couple in a row. Right. Yeah. I have learned some things because I watched the tutorial on YouTube for 
to how to play Dota Underlords for the complete beginner. Sam, you have to guess how long this video is. One hour and 14 minutes. One and a half hours. <laughs> I got 20 minutes in. I watched the eight minute version. Okay. That was just like the basic introduction. And after that, I, I, I couldn't even finish that one. I was like seven minutes in. And that's how I understood about the rounds. But otherwise, how how in the world are you supposed <laughs> to learn about this stuff as a game that you have no access to YouTube? I think that's the thing. Like, you know you're going to have to do some research outside the game. Maybe that's kind of the fun of it. I feel like it's bonkers. So <laughs> that in that aspect, I feel it's not really conducive to the mobile gaming environment, especially if you're just starting off and you're wondering about this whole auto chess movement <laughs> well yes uh, absolutely agreed so that's the other thing is that you can play this game on any device right now mm. uh you the opponents you play against can be on pc uh you can actually switch your pc to be mobile ui or pc mode whereas on mobile it's just mobile um which i think is an interesting idea yeah i think to my mind what this actually is is a great pc game with like a mobile option to carry on playing if you're if you have to go for a walk apparently if you start a game on pc you can actually then carry it on on mobile mm. so you know if you're that's the real switch i'm going to yeah yeah oh i want to do some underpants oh no it's only 2 p.m and i have to go to my dentist appointment oh well i can just carry on playing the rounds and the game on my phone right apparently i've not tried it i don't have a pc yeah but. and and i think the game has certainly felt that way for me is that this does feel like a game where you're sat down, you want to learn about some stuff, you know, maybe take your time learning about the characters a little bit, understand what each icon means by being able to maybe mouse over, which is not available on the, the mobile platforms. Right. I think it is on PC. I think. It is on PC. Okay. Yeah. So like if have you, you mouse over the icons, I have not played this on PC. Okay. I wanted it fresh for my mobile eyes. Okay. Uh, and I feel like that, that is one of the reasons why I didn't enjoy my experience as much is that I was not aware of how this works on the PC. I was not aware of the auto chess genre. I mean, I heard about it. I kind of knew about it, but mm -hmm. I just didn't know how it actually played. And so this is my first time playing an auto chess. And I, I can tell you, <laughs> not a fan. <laughs> yeah, I did not have fun with this either. Oh, boy. I mean, even just the length of, the, of a game takes... Like 30 minutes. Yeah. Uh, 20 minutes, maybe? Yeah. <laughs> right. Because you got to go through all the rounds. Yeah. The other aspect that we didn't mention, that there's a battle royale element to this. So you are, if you don't play against bots mm -hmm. and you play against actual players, I think you do play against like eight other players or something like that. Mm, right. Yes. Yeah, so you do multiplayer round. Yes. Right. And there's something about like the asynchronous nature of those rounds. Um, no, I think it's all sync. Is my understanding. Okay. I think the other thing is that you have a set period of time between rounds in which to, to manage your items, upgrade right. your characters, try and work out what the hell these icons mean. Buy how, more characters. How do you take characters off the bench? How do their powers combine? Selling characters. Yeah. Oh my God. For the longest time, I would think, oh, just to remove a character from the bench on the shop screen, you could just drag them off the bench. But it turns out that actually puts them on the board. Mm. so oh anyway uh, this little ui quirk that was confusing uh so yeah you get four yeah 
30 seconds maybe between rounds to do the stuff where that's got an interesting idea yeah to be like okay you need to focus and you got to level up within a certain period of time um but oh my god there's so many rounds there, there are a lot of rounds if there's eight people you play you get the loot rounds where you're against just a bot and you yep. get the gold and then you have to play every character twice every other player twice i think and then basically yeah, the, as you get as you get further as you get deeper into the rounds more players health drops to zero they're out and then you essentially end up with a one one v one at the end yeah just find out who is the king of the underpants and i think that is the part where i feel that kind of stuff works for for pc gaming where you're sat down you're in it to play not so much for mobile gaming i mean if you're sat down and you're playing this like a mobile game but just on your pc sure but the way that most people interface with mobile games this is not this is not going to work i mean how many games how many multiplayer games did you play sam multiplayer what, against other actual people the purple button zero. Oh, i think you should have tried at least one uh yeah i, I should did. have I did one. <laughs> which uh yeah got pretty unfun pretty quickly mm. i think once you get into like oh i'm just constantly being beaten and there's and i don't know what to do about it i'm just like oh, oh my god and then you keep and you're just dropping down and down and you're like well there's actually no way to quit i suppose you could just go back to the main menu i don't know but it seemed to be i was like please is there a mercy rule here where i'm just like okay sure i've got 20 health everyone else has 90 right okay i get it i'm i've lost this match i've lost this game that's fine yeah yeah, i have to sit there i'm like oh i don't know yeah all right well let's get to three by threes let's get to three by threes three i imagine the good ones will be pretty quick (laughs) i'll start with a good one it does offer uh, a sense of really deep tactical gameplay. I think there's lots to dig into here, and I think it comes from the nature of it being like a PC game. Uh, you can look into each character. There's things about like synergies where if you if your character has like a fire attribute and another character on the board has a fire attribute, they kind of complement each other and mm. they get other benefits that way. Yeah, right. So the more fire that you have, it might play well against not only your characters, but play well against your opponent. You're looking for that fire emblem. <laughs> Good game. Some heroes. <laughs> um, yeah, I wrote the same thing down. Like deep gameplay if you have the patience Hmm. which i just uh i did not right i think the mobile environment doesn't really make that conducive that patience conducive right to come at the game purely from mobile yeah yeah i think i'd agree but i think it's quite interesting to have to think about it more as a pc game that just has a mobile view yeah so you if you're you're a pc gamer (laughs) hi i'm a pc gamer hi uh and there's an option to take your games on the road that's kind of cool but yeah it was certainly i mean it's not the learning curve wasn't even a curve it's a wall yeah just smack right into it and kind of sat there days to going what the hell is this i think that is the way that is the way to look at it is that this is a pc game first and then a mobile view to it afterwards and not necessarily a mobile game at all it's just there it's there for you to enjoy it yeah but i feel like that introduction is going to be super hard Unless you're really willing to to dig into it. Yeah. But I mean, I can certainly suggest a one and a half hour YouTube video that goes over everything in excruciating detail. Uh, the second good point that I put is that 
you know, this is a mobile view of a PC game, so it does have that PC gaming feel. If you're the type of person that goes home and, uh, you know, you're okay with spending like 30 minutes to an hour just like playing a game on your mobile phone, like, yeah. I think this is the game for you. Uh, I personally found it, and I have, I have a big boy iPhone. Uh, it was, even the elements just seemed a little too too fiddly and small for me to work appropriately and have fun. But I did play it on my iPad mini and it was a pretty good experience. Mm, okay. Yeah. Um, I think the larger screen does help, uh, especially when reading the small text and uh, moving over like the items to your characters and stuff. But otherwise... Right, especially under time pressure. Yeah. It's kind of tricky. Um, but otherwise, yeah, the mobile might be a little straining to to play with. Okay, that's it. On to... <laughs> Onto the bad points. I had no idea what was going on. Right. And sometimes that's interesting. Right. Sometimes it is not. <laughs> well, the good thing about this game is that even though you have no idea, it kind of like walks you through the motion mm-hmm. and you just plop stuff down and you're like, okay, things are happening. Oh, great. I'm on the next round. Okay. I'm an item. What? And then there are the little pieces on your bench going. <laughs> 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 They're like coughing for attention uh, and you got to like do something with them. And it's just, yeah, it was really, really confusing. And <laughs> I felt, yeah, I had no idea what was going. It was like using Snapchat for the first time. <laughs> it's like someone goes, here's a steering wheel. This is how you turn. A, this is how you like steer a car. And then you sit in the car and like, off you go. And you're like, oh, what are these pedals? What are these sticks? What's this thing? What's <laughs> I will say, though, don't we always complain about the over-tutorialization of games on this here podcast? Right. And I think in that aspect, it was pretty good where it got you moving, but it didn't teach you or it wasn't innately like you couldn't understand what was happening, even if you're just going through the motion. There was something. Yes. Like there's a lot packed into the UI. Right. In a way that's not very. Yeah. Like even the concept that you just have to plop them down and just wait the round through and just watch them, I think is a foreign concept for people that don't know about auto chess. And that was never explained. It was, it was never like, oh, these characters are going to move and fight for you so you don't have to tap around. I can see people like, you know, thinking that they have to tap on the, the bad guy to start attacking them or something like that. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Because so there are some actions you can take during the game, like arming certain characters with certain abilities. But I don't know if you can do that. Uh, yeah, I wasn't sure if I could actually do that during the game or just before. Right. So every once in a while, your character will do abilities, but that's from a meter that builds up. Right. They have a cooldown warm up. Yeah. And you can drag certain items onto characters. That's the other that's thing. Before. Yeah. That's before the mm, rounds are, or okay. even when the round is in progress. If you haven't put on the item, you can actually plop on the item. But yeah, like that kind of stuff is just like barely explained. Um, and I, I had myself a hard time understanding that and having fun with the concept of the game. I mean, I don't want to do comparisons, but it is just a more tedious, less fun version of Clash Royale. I think Clash Royale had that just perfect amount of interaction. Mm. Essentially, the characters go and fight themselves, but during the rounds, you kind of you're responsible for placing the characters once certain characters are off the screen. And, you know, there's, it's just like a nice little 
ooh, one and a half minutes, little bite-sized thing, the leveling up and the whole house system is pretty clear um, in ways that all that stuff is not true for this game. Yeah. Which I could be argued for the more advanced player who wants to dig deep, that's for them. But for me, that was just a, another point against trying to understand what the heck is going on. Right. Yeah, um, I I totally agree. Uh, yeah, and I didn't want to bring up Clash Royale, but that does feel like a really good compromise of what I think this game is trying to do in that sort of like you let it loose mm-hmm. and you see what happens versus your tactical elements of like in between the rounds. But yeah, like my next point is that once the round starts and you just like sort of see them fighting. Right. Yeah. It's kind of boring. Oh my god, so boring. Yeah. I, I mean, maybe I'm not seeing things the right way yet, right? Because sometimes, like, you have to be really familiar with, like, how games work in order to find the fun. Like, when you watch <laughs> when you watch Smash Brothers for the first time and you're watching people play, you're like, what is happening? Well, like, Overwatch. I have no idea what is happening. But then once you oh. understand the characters and, like, how people have the ability to move and what the goals are, you're like, oh, okay. Like, I know what they're doing and I get it. But yeah, I kept trying to look for that and I just couldn't find it, especially on a small screen. Yeah, the, yeah, the board is pretty small. My final bad point, this whole Steam login thing, that can, well, I can just fuck off. <laughs> you only need it for multiplayer mode, so maybe, Sam, you didn't come up against it. Right. But I, uh, yeah, I did. To play multiplayer, you have to set up a Steam account and do a whole thing. And then like, oh, I had one, but if I don't have the password, so I do mm. the resets, hoops. Oh, oh boy, that seemed unclear. Why do I need it? I mean, sure, they want to get email address for the marketing purposes, but I don't know. I think the Steam account. Right. And I think the Steam account is probably for when you play it on the PC and you want to continue to game on mobile. It'll make that connection mm, yeah, and allow okay. you to continue. Yep. Yeah. But this, it was just another hurdle, right. more friction to play a game I didn't want to play. <laughs> so I didn't really play it. Yeah. But I did play one round of multiplayer. Mm. Yeah. Uh, I, I stuck with the bots and I usually like... I did not win. <laughs> yeah, I stuck with the bots. And even with the bots, I felt like I got a pretty good sense of it. It was just really confusing because there wasn't a clear uh, difference between when I was fighting minions versus when I was fighting the bots, right? It just got harder for no reason. I was like, what's happening? So I think visually, it, I wasn't, it didn't really appear to me that I was supposed to be playing against, quote unquote, someone else. Sam, what was your final 70 rating for Dota Underpants? Three days. Uh, yep. I gave it a good shake. I mean, you should have played all modes, but yes. <laughs> Normally. To be yeah. honest, like, it's not that much difference with the multiplayer mode. I think multiplayer mode, you get the timed uh, looting upgrade sections which i don't think you get with the bots you just pause it you have to re- oh, I see, yeah. start it but yeah, yeah with the multiplayer mode that's all done for you mm. yeah you can play bots offline right good. and i think that was also the other thing is that a lot of times my commute now i don't have connectivity mm. so i had to play in offline mode yeah gotcha uh yeah uh, also a three mm. i think i might be done with it I mean, yeah. Will Smith plays it sometimes after his PUBG. But mm. I'm, I'm going to take it off my mobile phone. Okay. I'm going to keep it on my iPad. Check it out. I think there's something deeper. Maybe maybe something will click if I continue to play. Yeah. But I fear it is a mobile delete for me. 
mobile it's, delete. It's great that it's free. Uh, if you want to check out what Auto Chess is about, this is this does seem to be a pretty mm-hmm. polished Auto Chess version. Um, there's another one going around that's actually called just Auto Chess. Right. People might want to give that a try. Yeah. But I kind of trust Steam's quality. Like they do make pretty polished games. I mean, that does seem to be an opportunity there to do a mobile first auto yeah. chess that doesn't have to cater for like PCs and, you know, oh, we can, it can be done in a couple of minutes and stuff like that. I'd be interested maybe in finding more out about something like that. Yeah. Maybe Supercell should make an auto chess game mm-hmm. that isn't Clash Royale. Or Brawl Stars. Oh, yeah, right. So, they, yeah, they tried PUBG, Brawl Stars with PUBG. So, yeah, now they need to do something for Auto Chess. Yeah. yeah. All right. Oh, my God, Sam. Pick us a new game. Please pick us a fun game. Okay. I feel uh, like I'm such a bad is, game rut. Right. This, is, this has been right a out. super, super hard choice for me because there are two <laughs> games that are super hot right now. Super hot. Super hot. <laughs> um, But I will spare you. And okay. choose the more happier of the two. <laughs> okay. Edwin, you have seven days to play. Dr. Mario World. I've not heard of this. Why have I not heard of this? Uh, I don't know why. People should be crazy about this right now. I've heard about Mario Maker 2. Oh, yeah. So Dr. Mario World is the latest game from Nintendo on their mobile efforts. Dr. Mario World. It is actually based on a NES game of the same name, Dr. Mario. Why is he a doc? Is it a doctor of plumbing? No, he's actually a doctor. It's not Mario. It's Dr. Mario. Oh, it's not just, no, it's sorry. not just Mario in a doctor's outfit. Mm, oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> it's his brother? Something like okay. that. He went to college, got a degree in, in pill making, and became right. a doctor. While his brother went to plumbing school. Oh, no, but there's also a, there's a Dr. Luigi as well. There is a Dr. There's Luigi. A doctor every- Okay, I shan't question the... Well, I think it is... Uh, so, theory is that there is a parallel universe where Mario is a doctor. And mm. so, all the other characters are also in this, like, doctor-esque environment. <laughs> Get ready for an exhilarating virus hunt. <laughs> that is something I look forward to. Use your puzzle skills to eliminate pesky viruses. Oh, they are pesky. Match capsules with viruses and watch them disappear. Simply match three objects of the same color vertically or horizontally to clear them. Oh, that sounds familiar. Luckily, Dr. Mario and friends have virus-busting skills. <laughs> and you lucky. can use leftover half-capsules to strategically zero in on especially meddlesome viruses. <laughs> Take your time! Ah. Because each puzzling configuration of viruses must be cleared using a limited number of capsules. Keep calm to your to plan your approach, and you'll rid Dr. Mario's world of viruses in no time. But then Dr. Mario has no work if there's no viruses. It seems there, like... There will know. always be viruses. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Dr. Mario will always have a job. Yeah, Much like treats. plumbing. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, right. So maybe you can treat non-virus-based elements. <laughs> like, oh, I broke my toe. Okay. Well, I've, I'm amazed I've not heard of this. Well, am I amazed? Mm. I guess I don't really hang out in those mobile game worlds but okay so this is actually one of the one of the earlier like match three type games that existed Mm. in the nes and i think this was sort of their answer to when tetris came out i don't know if you ever played a game of hatris did you ever play a game of hatris 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 where you have to match hats like a mattress match mats (laughs) um so there and during that time there was like tetris hatris there's columns for sega which is like a, a gem type thing. And then, and, and it's like sort of the same 
time, uh, Dr. Mario. They're like, oh, let's just shoehorn a popular character. Maybe it wasn't that popular back in those days. Let's shoehorn one was, of our characters. It was into, very uh, popular during those days. Into a game, yeah. Yeah, so one of the... I, you'll hear a really nice song. Hmm. It's called Fever and Chill. Huh, nice. Good. Good name. Uh, it's one of, the, one of the more standout Mario songs. So, Edwin, you have seven days to play. A Dr. Mario World. Oh, well, thank you. Okay, now I'm just playing this game. Right. <laughs> Before we go, the thing of the week. I've been traveling recently, and I thought I would share two travel hacks. Mm. Travel hacks. <laughs> okay. First is kind of a stupid one, and that would be clean your apartment before you leave because coming back after a long flight to a clean house is the nicest thing ever. Oh, yeah. That's I true. very much appreciated that. So I thought, oh, well done, past Edwin. <laughs> you made current Edwin very pleased. And then Future Edwin will be proud. And then you just throw all your crap everywhere because, <laughs> you know, oh, I've got a suitcase and you can't find your stuff and you're throwing your items everywhere. Let me ask you a question. How long does it take to unpack your bag? Well, let's see. I landed last Tuesday and the bag is still on the floor. <laughs> so not all of the stuff has been taken out Correct. and laundered. Uh, la- laundering has been done. Right. Of the dirty clothes. But largely the suitcase is now a receptacle for the stuff that was in it. I will say though, this is only because my better half is currently <laughs> overseas. Okay. So I am living like a slob. So, see, I have the same problem, right? Like, I, I'm pretty good about getting the dirty stuff out. Right. That needs to be laundered. Yes. But the clean stuff that were in there and some, maybe like some of the electronics that I brought with me will probably continue to stay there for like at least a week or two. Right. The way I look at it is I'm not dirty, but I'm just not tidy. <laughs> like there's surface mess but there's nothing that's like dirty. Like I do the dishes, do laundry. Okay. You know, yeah. Wipe down the things, you know, all the rest. Right. Of it. And but the like, suitcase is nice and out of the way is kind of handily out of the way. at the moment. Right. Yeah. So I feel, yeah. So I got, I get a lot of crap because I sometimes just leave my suitcase with some stuff in it. And it takes me a while to clean up because like that kind of stuff, I usually do it in the weekend or something like that. And then the weekend, if I'm really busy, like it's a very low priority thing. And so yeah. it ends up being like two weeks, Sometimes a month. <laughs> and then you leave your next trip. Like, oh, oh, yeah. Okay, All this stuff yeah. is in there already. <laughs> oh, my job's done. <laughs> right. Yeah. Uh, so, yes. Clean, clean your house before you leave for, for a trip. That's my that's hack number one. Uh, which. And hack number two. Mm, another which hack. Which actually may be more useful. Uh, is to have a recurring travel checklist. Oh. So, what I have, I have set up. So, set up in your task manager of choice mm-hmm. i use task paper uh it's pretty good this is like a markdown based uh system that i have synced in dropbox and mm. i use task meter on my iphone as the kind of front end to, to the to the list uh but yeah you can just set up a permanent list you just put everything you need to go traveling passport nintendo switch yep chargers yep underpants yeah let me underlords <laughs> yes exactly uh let's have a look um what do I have? Yeah, just, you know, charge the battery pack, charge your headphones. Have you set your out of office email? Do you have your <laughs> snacks? Do you have an umbrella? Have you watered the plants? Have you notified your bank of travel? This is good. Have you added roaming to your phone? Do you have your driving license? Uh, anyway, 
all the stuff, just put it down <clears throat> and then just keep it as a recurring travel list. And then every time you forget something, you just add it on. So next time it's on the list because it's easy to check off stuff or ignore it. Cause you're like, oh, that's not needed for this. Like I don't need to do international because I'm just traveling to Denver. Oh, that's a good point. Um, and now this just lives as a document that I always have. And then I add to, as I've like, for example, this time I've got like the car holder for your phone, mm. which, so that now is on the list. So I won't feel it next time. I so see. that has become a pretty handy travel checklist that I keep uh, ongoing. That's, that's a travel hacks. Handy Edwin. tip. Only uh, thing. Yeah. With the- Edwin. <laughs> Bling. <laughs> uh, my thing of the week is a anime that I've rewatched on Netflix, Neon Genesis Evangelion. Okay. It is the animeest of the animes. If you ever imagine an anime that has a whiny teen that's reluctant to be a hero. Mm-hmm. Okay, isn't that all animes? Pretty much. Okay. But this was the one that I feel is the <laughs> most whiniest. Exactly. And uh, most reluctant. And gets into really crazy places at the end, psychologically, mm, physically. Okay. Yeah. It's, uh, it's one that's really popular or was really popular. And they've recently placed it on Netflix with uh, a subbed and a dubbed version. Mm-hmm. But it's my thing of the week because the ending theme is now your ringtone. It's changed oh. from the original series. And tons of people have been complaining about it. And I thought, ah, it can't be that bad. And it's bad. It's like, oh, really? oh, no, it totally changes the vibe of the, after you, you know, you're finished the episode, it kind of ends in like, you know, uh, sometimes the episodes end in like a cliffhanger. And the previous song was like such a nice contrast. Um, and now it's just like this really depressing piano, mm. uh, that makes you not want to proceed further. Oh, um, no. But yeah, if you, it's, it's a lot of episodes. It's like something like 23 or like 20 something episodes, 30 minute episodes. Um, but lots of stuff happens during the course of it. There's also follow up movies that I think I'm planning to watch. So I'm on episode 22. Mm, like stuff is really weird right now because it's about to wrap up. And mm. yeah, I, there's a lot of stuff that I forgot about the, the show, but glad to revisit it. Oh, nice. That reminds me that I was, uh, quite into knights of sidonia mm. that was on netflix and i was like oh i was just had looking because i'm like hmm i haven't seen a new season for a while but yeah it seems like they only made two seasons um that was pretty bonkers i enjoyed that a lot mm. did you see it i did not mm. yeah really? i remember you mentioning it in our previous show <laughs> right yeah yeah mm, that's pretty good maybe i will, will re-watch that watch the first couple of episodes of mm. neon genesis evangelion and uh let me know what you think Okay, great. I shall. That's our show. We play along with us as we play Dr. Mario World, Dr. Mario Virus. Dr. Mario World. Dr. Mario World or Dr. Mario's World? It's not, Dr. Mario World. Not to be confused by Super Mario World. Yeah. Which is confusing. Another, that's another universe. Mm, where he's not a doctor. He never went to college. He's <laughs> been to plumbing school. If you have any game suggestions for us, text us. Don't tweet us <laughs> on your Nokia twenty two seven. What is it? Twenty two tens or something like that. <laughs> this thing. Oh boy. Yeah. Okay. What was the really? T- what was a tiny one? That was like the eighty. This one. Yeah. Yeah. What was that? That was the eighty. I forget. Um. Yeah. Oh man, I love that phone. 
the 8210s. 8210. Yeah. yeah, I had the 8210. Probably my favorite phone, maybe still to date. That was, that was a great phone. It was a, a, a little bit too expensive for me. Um, I went with the flip version of a, a, of a Sanyo phone, which I loved as well. Yeah, we should, you know, there was that uh, excitement maybe a year or two ago when Motorola did like a droid um, advertising campaign where people thought they might bring back a flip phone. Mm. I'm still into it in theory. But. I think if uh, Nokia did something well with like, because there was a plan of like bringing back like the 2210s in some capacity. Yeah, um, I'd be about that. Anyway, don't text us. Don't text us. Because you can't. But you can tweet us uh, at 7 Days to Play. And play along with us. We're going to be playing Dr. Mario World. And uh, join us for next week. 7 Days to Play. 7 Days to Play.